0: Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. This week, we have a special guest on the podcast. Steph Cornelius is here. Steph took her own leap and is doing what she loves as a female embodiment mentor. We discuss how the work environment encourages a masculine, get it done, fast paced energy. How women can lose themselves in that environment, ultimately becoming off-balance. And how we can find balance by tapping into our feminine energy. Let's dive in. Steph Cornelius works as a female embodiment mentor and helps high-achieving women step out of the cycle of overworking, keeping themselves busy, and feeling exhausted from being in their heads all the time she connects them back into their bodies to become the most expanded version of themselves. She is passionate about all women coming back into their natural flow state of trust, surrender, and attraction so they can live life with ease and flow, which she teaches inside in yoga, retreats, workshops, and mentorship journeys. Welcome to the show, Steph. How are you? Thank you. I'm really, really good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing really well. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and I think where I really want to get started is you're doing all this amazing female embodiment stuff now but can you take us back a bit to what were you doing before in your career?
1: Yeah so I've had a bit of a blended background in different things. I started off as an interior designer then I moved into graphic design. It's always really creative I guess. Graphic design lots of deadlines and stuff and then I decided to back on my things and move across the globe from the Netherlands to Australia to go on this big journey of finding myself and then I sort of rolled into management roles in restaurants with also obviously a lot of pressure and high-paced fast environment quick action taking and stuff then I started doing plant medicine works. I started working with frog medicine from the Amazon and that's how I sort of rolled into what it is that I'm doing now. So I started to do circles and ceremonies and then I started to get more interested about mindset and that's how I kind of rolled into what it is that mm-hmm. I do now after practicing different modalities and doing all these different courses to try and understand life a little bit more or the game called life or the puzzle called life. Yeah. And I guess through my own experience as well, like what I've been through as a child and my upbringing, but then also the work environments that I worked in and how I was quite disconnected from myself from that. And this whole journey back to myself made me realize, wow, like I wish this for so many other women to have the feeling that I'm feeling now that I can actually look at my life and be really grateful and happy and things feel easy and they don't feel so Stagnant and stuck, you know, for a very long time. I think it was quite lost. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was doing all these jobs, but it wasn't really truly in my heart what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was my beautiful journey of coming home to me. You mentioned in some of
0: the positions you were in, it was kind of a high stress environment, quick action taking. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us more about what you learned you're taking away from that and how
1: you shifted a bit into what you're doing now? So I think especially in my later roles, like when I was doing these fast paced, like management roles of these bigger restaurants and working with so many people, I think that really changed a lot for me because I realized that, hey, working with people is actually something that is is—it's not always easy because you have to do with all these different individuals and different egos and all these things. So I think for me, it was just a journey of discovering who I was and how I showed up in those roles and how I was still... I was struggling often to like stay close to myself and be in integrity, but also, you know, working in the environments that I was working in, I needed to be quite tough and I had to do things that I didn't always wanted to do in my heart, but for the business point of view, it was the best thing to do, for example. So I actually, towards the end of that, like COVID happened, so that's really like threw a big spill in the works at the time, but I was not happy in the job that I was doing. I was feeling quite burned out I was really stressed and my nervous system was all over the place I just wasn't resonating so much anymore with my job and I think when you go against what it is that you truly want your body at some point just starts signaling like hey this is not okay like this is not what I want to do so I would often have like panic attacks and be quite anxious and I would cry a lot from just feeling so overwhelmed I wasn't able to shut my mind off after work for example like I would just still be at work. I would go to bed with work and I would wake up with work. Like it would just be a 24-7 kind of thing for me. And COVID happened. So I was kind of forced out of that job at the time. And this is when I really, truly was like, okay, like that's really not what I want to do. And this is a beautiful time for me now to see this as a redirection and what it is that I do want to do.
0: What was going on with you at the time? Was it scary to do that for you or did you feel like
1: this is just the next step for me? Yes, it was scary. And I remember my very first Instagram post, like I remember that I looked at my phone for such a long time and I had so much self-doubt and I was like, who's going to listen to what I have to say? And I remember I had this key mindset switch where I was like, actually, if I can bring a smile to one person's face that reads this, mission completed, you know? And then I just started and I just started and initially my business didn't start out like a mentorship. I started making creative like sage kids and smudge fans and that's how I sort of started sharing my story a little bit so it was baby steps you know in the beginning Mm -hmm. and I think that's how you do life anyway you take step by step and the next step will reveal itself you know and I think a lot of people are quite scared to take a step into the unknown because they're so tied to their comfort zone and oftentimes they don't know that they are reacting to life from a place that is actually comfort zone and for me I believe that comfort zone is literally where all dreams die (laughs) because you can't can't pursue a dream when you stay safe in your comfort zone there's no growth there's no development in your comfort zone because you keep doing the same things over and over again so I always refer to this as like you contract itself and you expand itself so you contract itself wants you to stay the same and it doesn't want you to change anything, wants you to keep repeating the patterns and just, you know, have your walls build up like you've always had and the expanded version of you is more so the one that's connected to the heart and it's like, okay, I can see the purpose of where I want to go and what I want to do. And sometimes you have to move through the uncomfortable, which is leaving your comfort zone oftentimes to get to where you want to be. But on that beautiful journey of choosing the most expanded version of you, you learn your own courage and you learn that you actually have wisdom already and that you can yeah. grow from taking steps outside of your comfort zone.
0: I know you talk a bit about feminine energy. What is your experience and why is it important to start thinking about bringing
1: in more feminine energy? There's an, a range of different topics. So firstly, we are very programmed to really think with our right side brain, which is the masculine way. It's the action oriented brain. It's very much like doing. And if we look at the female body and how we work we're not actually made for that because if you look at nature for example and I love to include nature in my work the masculine energy is like the sun it comes up and it goes down and it's very stable it comes up and it goes down and if you look at the moon and all the beautiful phases of the moon that's the feminine energy right so we have all these hormones in our body like we are not so stable we go up and down we're not meant to be focused nine to five like it's difficult for us and it actually takes a lot of energy and most Work environments are very action oriented and it's all very masculine. So, us as women, if we are so in our masculine energy all the time, we then also take that into our personal lives, which means that we tend to become hyper independent, don't really need anyone. We have walls build up. It's difficult to allow someone in. It's difficult to have connections with other people, not just friends and family, but potentially also in relationships and things like this, because you had to be so tough. And if you then connect that back to childhood so I think that really successful women in their job and in their careers had to have some sort of survivor mentality when they were younger so yes it's also the conditioning and everything that we've been taught and how things are working and that's just the way it goes but I think also it ties back to if you come from an environment where you had to be more independent and you had to be more Stand up for yourself and mm-hmm. do things by yourself. That has been your coping mechanism and that's your safety, right? So you take that into your adulthood. But if you keep holding on to those beliefs, then you keep going in your masculine energy. And I believe we need to have a balance between both yin and yang. So we also need to move more into this beautiful feminine energy because in the feminine energy, we can allow for more flow we can allow for more trust we can allow for more surrender to whatever is happening to us and therefore also attract beautiful new relationships and friendships and opportunities because then we're not necessarily taking anymore like or grabbing which is more the masculine energy we then can receive right so or giving like always giving 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 is very masculine and the feminine energy is all about receiving these beautiful things that life has to offer you And a little sidestep outside of that is that if we look into different prophecies, we are now moving into a feminine energy in the world. Like there's all these different prophecies talking about the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere and the Eagle and the Color Prophecy. And it's a beautiful prophecy. And basically it's stating that at the moment, everyone is moving more into a feminine energy, including males. So that means that they are also needing to find this new balance. So as we are balancing things out again, and we're coming back to our softness and our nurture where we come home, for example, and we can be like, oh, can you put your arm around me because I had such a busy day or it's been a tough day at work and I don't have to always be so strong, which then allows the man to step more into that beautiful masculine energy of being provider and to be safe and to make sure that he's looking after his wife. And this is obviously in heterosexual relationships, but we all have feminine and masculine energies. Both men and women have these energies, right? So... If us women are not moving into our feminine energy, we're actually going against the grain by staying in our masculine energy. And it will only get harder because we're moving more and more into this feminine energy way of life.
0: So a person is in this place, maybe they're a little unbalanced and they've picked up Mm -hmm. the coping mechanisms or survivor mechanisms. As they start to shift and they start to bring in more of the feminine energy, what are some of the benefits that they're seeing?
1: Well, they're a lot more relaxed in their minds because the mind mm-hmm. is on overdrive all the time, right? When you're constantly in action mode in your mind and you're constantly thinking about the next step, you're constantly thinking about the next thing that you have to do or the next thing that's on your list. And if you move more into the feminine energy, you will allow yourself much more to be present and to nurture yourself. Like one thing that I always say to my clients, like when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what do I need today? What is it that mm-hmm. I want today? How can I nurture myself more, you know? And- I often in the past, especially, and sometimes I still have this little contracted version of me come in, like where I very deliberately, for example, take a day off and I luckily have enough awareness now. But then this little voice comes in and says, No, 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 no. Hey, you need to do more. You need to work and you need to do all these things. And like now I'm like at a point in my life where I can laugh about it, and be like, haha, that's just my contracted me. But I think for a very long time, That was very dominant in my life. I really wasn't able to just do nothing and be okay with that. I would guilt trip myself into, hey, it's not okay if you're not doing anything. Like you always need to do something. There's always something to do. And I think this is the beautiful thing about moving into that beautiful feminine energy because you're creating so much more space for yourself to connect with yourself. And we're such sensitive beings in our beautiful feminine energy that it's really important to connect with ourselves. It's important to connect with our bodies. It's important to connect with our children, like without partners, you know, and if we have this, this connection with ourselves, because we're so in the mind and we're not in the heart, then it's so difficult to have these beautiful connections with other people around us as well. Yeah. So I think for me to more into my feminine energy has really allowed me to have way deeper connections with the people around me and finding my purpose, most of all, because you move way more into your heart
0: space. What are some other things that we can do to start shifting more
1: into this beautiful feminine energy? There's so many beautiful tools and tricks because a big thing about my work is also embodiment. It's really coming back into your body because a lot of people tend to float out of their body. So if they've been through stuff in the past where it's been unsafe to be in the body, what a lot of women do is they float outside of their body. So a beautiful embodiment practice that I give my clients is when they have a shower and they use their body wash or whatever to really be mindful, to be really mindful like, okay, I'm now touching myself and how does it feel when I touch my arm and wow thank you for this arm because this arm has helped me today to pick up all these amazing things and thank you for my hands because they've been writing or typing all day and thank you for my beautiful legs because they've been walking all day and my feet they carry me everywhere where I need to go and really start cultivating this deeper connection with your body where you can have gratitude with your body and you can take that moment to connect with yourself like okay how am I doing how am I feeling is there something that I need like Do I perhaps need to go to bed really early because actually I'm really tired and I know that there's a ton of dishes that I still need to do and there's a bunch of stuff that I still need to do. But hey, I personally have found that the more you start listening to yourself and the more you cultivate this loving relationship with yourself, the more productive you actually are. Because then the next day you've had this good sleep, you feel really good in yourself and you do everything like so lightly and with ease. So that's a beautiful, I call it the shower ritual. And normally I send them like a playlist and, you know, they set the setting with like candles and stuff. And it's really just creating that space for you, just having that me time. And the shower is the perfect place for it. Because if you've got a busy household, you can literally just lock the door behind you and it will be your space. And to really start checking in with yourself and connecting with yourself and your body. This is also what I talk about often. Most of the time we say like, oh, my body does this and this and, and it's not working and I'm feeling a little bit sick, my feet hurts or whatever, but it's like, okay, you don't really trust your body, but your body maybe also doesn't trust you, right? Because like how many times in the past have you eaten foods that you know your body doesn't like, but you still do because it tastes nice, right? So what signal are you sending to your body? Or even when it comes to intimacy, like, you know, having intercourse, maybe before you're even ready to receive or you, before you're ready to dive into that and you still do. So you're constantly crossing your own boundaries. So, I think really starting to cultivate this new loving relationship with yourself will also help you shift way more into your softness and your feminine energy. When we bring our
0: true authentic selves in, and that includes the fact that we are women and all the beauty around it, we differentiate ourselves. So, we can have more of an ease in our work if we bring it in. And that ease, as you mentioned, And that energy could help us actually do our jobs more productively and we'll feel better while we're doing it. And so these are the types of things that just to connect the dots a bit, because our lives would get more balanced and just that feeling of flow. But I do see it as not that we would say we're going against the grain if we choose to bring this in but what we're doing is bringing in something new and different in that
1: it's more creative in the career and corporate space i absolutely agree with you i really think that the more we get to be in our flow oh and the more we can tune into this creative state that we have because we are inherently so creative the more we are able to come up with different solutions and the more Peace we have in our mind, the easier it is to look at one problem and come up with multiple different solutions for this one problem, right? But if you're really clouded in your mind and you overthink a lot and you don't really switch off ever, it's so hard to have a new perspective to look at a situation. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another reason why it's so important to tune in more into this feminine energy because it will really allow you to look at things from a totally different way and you'll be activating your left brain a lot more, which is your creative brain. So it also works in the actual brain. Like the more we tune into that, the more we can activate the left brain. Women, especially in these like high achieving jobs, they continuously cross their own boundaries. And eventually, like I've had many clients that have burnout symptoms and they are at home from work because they can't go back to work because they've constantly over, 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 overstepped their own boundaries. And I think it's really important to find clarity in that as well like to be like hey I have boundaries and I don't feel comfortable crossing these boundaries but you only feel comfortable I guess stepping up in your boundaries if you actually know what they are if you actually have done this self inquire me and actually have these check-ins with yourself like you just said before and have time for yourself after work and yeah tune in with yourself and then you know like hey I'm actually at my capacity right now like I can't do more and then the question remains okay this is priorities like what is more important to you you know and with these boundaries oftentimes in the corporate world is the mentality of you needing to prove yourself right you need to mm-hmm. prove that you're yeah. good enough for the job and so a lot of women if they come from like a childhood where that's been doubt, like they're not good enough belief or they're not worthiness piece or all these things they are installed usually between ages two and ten and if you have these unconscious beliefs they will still dictate your reality in your adult life now, because 95% of the brain works unconscious. So you'll be attracting situations that just reflect back to you that you're not good enough. So if you have these beliefs sitting in your unconscious and you're in a high pressure work environment, you might not feel good enough ever, which actually doesn't come from the external, but it comes from the internal. And that's where the work really lies. And the more you go on this journey home to yourself, the more you start to realize like, Hey, when I shift these internal beliefs within myself. My external reality actually starts to change. And then you'll see that this is what I see with my clients. All of a sudden you felt that there was a bit of a clash maybe, or you felt like you weren't good enough or they looked down at you. All of a sudden they start to realize like, Hey, that's actually not true. It came from me and this person's actually so normal. And maybe I've just read into something that wasn't even true. So it's really about this beautiful journey home where you connect deeper with yourself. And this softness within yourself that, hey, it's okay, you know, if you have certain beliefs and if you cross your boundaries and then learning how to be clearing your boundaries next time and have this beautiful self-awareness and this Mm -hmm. relationship with yourself. We're such givers, you know, it's like somebody wants Mm -hmm. something
0: and asks you, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with this? And we're just like, oh, sure, sure, sure. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden... We're so exhausted, and so going through that process of sort of consistently seeing where you're at and checking in with yourself, just like you
1: would a really good friend, but you are your friend, right? I think a lot of women really have to learn how to receive, like one thing that my clients, for example, say when I ask them, like, oh, if someone gives you a compliment, how do you respond? And oftentimes they can't, they're just, oh yeah, if they bought it, oh yeah, I bought it here and here instead of like, oh wow, thank you for this compliment, yeah. you know? And it's something that is so basic really, but like, if you are not able to receive compliments, like how are you able to receive anything else and how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you can't receive a simple thing that is a compliment, which for a lot of women is actually quite hard, then how can you receive love to the depth that you want to give it, whether that be from your friends or from your family or from your partner, you know.
0: Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up. I think I want to just for our listeners mention that the walls that we build up, the responses that we have, the ones that were likely generated when we were children were our own protective instincts. They were put up because of a reason that at the time we're important for our own well-being. What I just want to mention is that if you're hearing this conversation and you're feeling like, oh yeah, I have this or that, it's okay. And a great place to start is allowing yourself to feel compassion for yourself, that you had to go through those things. We in survival mode and we put up these barriers so that we don't have to feel that again. It's not another reason to
1: beat yourself up. Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest mantras throughout this whole journey, because I had a very big journey with this, I was very much stuck in my survivor mentality with a very fight-flight nervous system for years. And I think the biggest mantra that really got me through all of this was this: every time when I felt like I was being hard on myself, I would just say to myself, it's okay. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. That's where the self-love starts, where you are compassionate for yourself. And this is where the self-nurture kicks in. Like instead of like, oh, I should have done that differently or the way you talk to yourself is such a vital part of the relationship with yourself. And I think if anything, let this conversation be like an inspire or like maybe a spark to be like, hey, so it is possible to let my guard down, have beautiful and amazing connections. Because, you know, a beautiful analogy that I always use is like, Look behind you and you have probably climbed mountains. And now if you look in front of you, are they really mountains or are they really just hills? Because now you've learned all the tools that you needed to climb those mountains. So it no longer will feel like a mountain, they're just hills. So when it comes to these protection mechanisms, they are beautiful because they had their place for such a long time. However, now they might actually stop you unconsciously from having meaningful connections. You no longer need those protection mechanisms either, because if you have enough trust in yourself, you know you got yourself no matter what happens. That if anything happens, because you've climbed the mountains already, so you actually don't need, you know, all the protection gear that you need for climbing those first mountains, because if you now know how to do it. Let this be a beautiful spark or an inspiration to be like, okay, wow, I can actually let my guard down a little bit more because I know that I got myself no matter what. At least this is how I feel, right? Like if I look back at my whole journey, what I've been through and how long I was stuck in my survivor mentality and in my protection mode and I had my walls up, I was single for the whole of my twenties, you know, and now that I have seen a different part of how it also could be, it gets to be so beautiful and it gets to be so soft and it gets to be so in flow and it gets to be so in surrender and it gets to be so in trust. It doesn't mean that I'm a soft egg and everyone can do with me what they want. No, absolutely not. Because I still have this beautiful masculine energy too. It's just now a balance. It's not an imbalance anymore. I love that. I think we should end on that beautiful
0: note, Steph. If you could just share with our
1: audience where they could connect with you, reach you, see your work. Most of my things are on Instagram, which is Chava Wild Roots c-h-a-v-a underscore wild underscore roots this is where i have all my offerings and also facebook stephanie Cornell with c-o-r-n-e-e-l but i'm sure you put it in the show notes too yeah and yeah, this is where I have all my beautiful offerings. So one of the things that I love doing is take women on journeys home to themselves. So it's a beautiful eight week journey where we really dive into those beliefs and what is actually unconsciously holding them back to step into that most expanded version of them. And yeah, stepping into that beautiful feminine energy, connecting to their body, feeling more flow in their life and more trust connecting to their intuition. It's just a beautiful island feeling of layers. It's a beautiful undoing of those protection mechanisms that have been there for such a long time and looking at them with so much love and just integrating everything back in. Instead of letting it go, I really believe in letting go, it's really integrating things back into you with so much love, kindness, and compassion.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Steph. It was such a awesome conversation and I could keep talking with you for hours, so. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.